My topic today is altogether united or unified. Amen. Altogether united or unified. And I pray that as we all come together to be united as a family of God, we will move the work of God further in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, so, you know, I said, I said our greatest enemy is the devil, as we all know. And his schemes and plot is to divide the body of Christ. Why? Because he knows that when we are united, we become unstoppable. We can do so much together. And, and we can achieve so much for the glory of God. But if we are divided, we are weak and ineffective in the things that God really wants to use us for. And that is his scheme. That is his whole idea to keep us divided. And I pray that the Lord Almighty, the Bible says that for this purpose, so I believe that for this purpose of unity, the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. So I pray that the works of the devil, the scheme, the plots of Satan to keep us apart will be destroyed in Jesus' name. So I said, yeah, I said, we need to understand that we all have a common enemy. So you are not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. We have a common enemy, and that is the devil. Until we get to that point, then we start, we stop fighting each other. So and the com and our common enemy is mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he wants to steal the unity from the church. He wants to kill the power that unity brings. And he wants to destroy the credibility that the children of God make, the impact they make in the world that we need, live today. That is just the, the reason why the enemy wants to break us up. And I pray that the Lord Almighty will help in the name of Jesus. So, so Jesus Christ knows the devil's plot, of course, and his scheme. And so that is the reason why he prayed the prayer that we're going to read about in John 17. He prayed because he was concerned about the unity of the church. He was concerned that if we, I mean, if we are apart, then, then there will not be, the kingdom of God will not move forward. So he was so concerned about, and that is the reason why he prayed the prayer that he prayed in John 17. So if we turn our Bible to John 17, we're going to be reading. You can read from verse 9 when you get home, because it starts from the top. But we're going to be reading for this purpose of today. John 17, 20, from 20. It says, Neither pray I for this alone. But for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That they all may be one as thou, as thou Father, are in me and are in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the word may know, I mean may believe that thou sent, that has sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given to them, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, 
and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, in unity, and that the world may know that thou art sent me, and hast loved me, and I loved them as though I loved me. Amen. So that is a prayer that God, Jesus Christ, prayed that we may remain in unity. That we might be one just as him and the father. And the reason why he prayed this prayer is to bring glory to God. Is to glorify God. And for the world as well to see that we have been sent by him. Amen. I'll go to Romans 15 as well. Paul also prayed this, a similar prayer in Romans 15, 5 to 7. I'm going to be reading New, in, um, new International Version. It says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement gives you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. So that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another. Then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God, amen. So why did they pray this prayer? It's in order to bring praise to God. In order to bring praise to God. So Paul and Jesus Christ, they prayed this prayer. Why? That God may be glorified. That God may be glorified. That we may glorify God. Amen. So I said, I said, so what, what happened when we are united? Something must have, you know, when we come together, there must be something. Something must happen. We can't just come together and sit together without nothing. Amen. So there must be a reason why Jesus Christ prayed for unity because he knows that something needs to happen. So I said here, I said, one, there is an outpouring of oil due blessing and life. One thing that will happen when we are united is an outpouring of oil, blessing, and life, dew and life. That we can see from the book of Psalm 133, Psalm 133, 122. It says, Psalm 133, please, 133, Psalm 133, 122. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant. It is for brethren to do it together in unity. It says it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard and Aaron's, Aaron's beard that went down to the skirt of his garment and the dew of Ammon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing even life forevermore. So when we are in unity, the, the, uh, the verse that we've just read, come on, if you think about it, that the unity is what preceded the blessing. It's the unity of God that preceded the anointing that was poured down. The power that came down upon us. So unity, when we pray, you know, so often a time when we pray, we say, Father, send your Holy Spirit so that we can be united. We should be praying it the other way around. That Father, make us united so that your Holy Spirit can come. So if we look at Acts 2, 
Act 2. That was exactly what happened in Act 2. Until these people were united. The Bible says they were in one accord. They were in one place. They had the same goals, the same mind, the same purpose. And they were together. They were knitted together. Until then, let's read it. It says, and when the day of Pentecostal was fully come, they were all with one, in one they were together the way we are seated together right now. You know, sometimes we can even be together and not be in one accord. Right? We can be together the way we are right now, but we are not in one accord. But this is making us understand that these people, they sat together in one place, in one accord. They, that means their mind, everything they're thinking about was towards the same purpose. They had the same vision. They had the same mind. And until then, if you read further. Sorry, I keep wanting to touch my screen. I'm forgetting that it's not. <laughs> Amen. So it's. And suddenly. Verse 2. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. As of a rush, rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were seated. The power came. Holy Spirit came. Suddenly things begin to come. And that is what Jesus Christ was praying for. That, so that when we are in unity, the power comes. The power does not come until we are unified. Until our mind, until our vision, everything comes together. And it went further. It says, there appeared to them a dividing tongue as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It did not start from the beginning that, okay, where they were in the upper room and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they sat together in unity. No. It started from the point that they were all together, unified in unity, and they were with one accord. Until then, the Holy Spirit came. And a few months later, if you look at Acts 4, 30, 31, it says, and when they had prayed, the place where the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen. So we need to understand that unity is a very powerful thing in the body of Christ. Without unity, we cannot, the power of God will not come. Because most of the time we say, why are we not seeing the same power that, is, that was at work in the old? Why are we not seeing it in our time? It's because of we are not unified. It's because our minds are not together. We, we do not have the same purpose. We do not have the same mindset. We don't have the mind of the mind of Christ. I said here, I said unity is not possible as long as you your preference is a priority above your purpose. Unity cannot happen. If you come to church and you want everything to be done the way you want it to be done. 
You want the choir to sing exactly the kind of song that you want. You come and the usher asks you to sit somewhere. You say, no. <laughs> I know some people might will be happy this morning. You want The choir says, sit somewhere. You say, no, I want to sit somewhere that I want to sit. You allow, we are allowing our preference to be above the priority of our purpose. Then there is not going to be unity. When you allow your preference to determine the kind of word that you want to hear, the kind of worship that is supposed to be, that you want to hear, you allow your preference to come above that, then there, there will be disunity. You feel that you are more superior than everybody else. You feel you're more better than the next person that is sitting next to you. Then there will not be unity. You know, we pray this morning, and I, when we were praying, I was thinking, I said, God, the spirit is one. And when um, Brother Shola led the prayer about strive, that we should pray against the spirit of strife. That is one number one enemy that causes this unity in the body of Christ. And I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So I said, when we come together into a church like this, we are, we, we are gathering in his presence. We, are, we want to lift up our hands in it and sing his song. We want to read his words. We want to do things his way and not our ways. We need to make a sacrifice and sacrifice our own will to accomplish the will of God. We need to let go. Forget about yourself. It is not about your preference. It is not about my preference. It is about Jesus. And that is the reason why you and I are here. And we need to start thinking about that. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So I, I went further. I said, then, well, well, sorry, well, well, can you remind me the last Bible passage that we just read? Is it Act 4? Act 4 to, Job, we started from 31. Amen. So I'm going to read further. That means we're listening. Thank you so much. It says, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. I don't know what, yeah. One heart and one soul. The, the multitude of them that believed. It didn't say the multitude of everybody that was standing. I hope we, we, we got that. It says the multitude of them that believed. That means you, before you can be in one mind with the body of Christ, there has to be a believing. So he said, the multitude of them that believed, they were with one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that heart of the things which he possessed was his own. When you are in unity, your possession, my possession doesn't matter. It is our possession. That is the way it's supposed to be. When somebody is in need in the church, and we call ourselves brethren, and we cannot cover the shame of that person, then we are not united. I hope I'm speaking to somebody this morning. We are not united because it says this, and none of them said these things was mine. They did not count it to be theirs. But they, all, they add all things in common. Everything that one person has belongs to the other. 
It says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, say great grace, was upon them all. So now this teaches us unity is necessary for the pouring of the power of God. You know, there was an example that was cited about um, the, the power that the electricity says you have like 120 voltage of power coming through to your house and there is a wiring that is broken. If there's a broken wiring, you might switch off and on until whatever, you will not get the power through because the link in which the power can flow through is broken. So that is exactly the same thing as unity. The power is there. We have the Holy Spirit there. But because there is division in the body of Christ, the power is not flowing through. And that is where we need to seal up as a body of Christ this day. We need to remain connected. We need to seal up the broken links that is in the church today. And I pray that the Lord Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. And the other thing that I put down here, I said we need to pray for unity of the body of Christ. Why? The same way that Jesus Christ and Apostle Paul prayed, we also need to pray. So every day in our prayer lives, in whenever we're praying, we must remember the unity of the body of Christ. It's because, number one, because we need each other. You cannot do it by yourself. We need each other. I'm not just talking about, when we're talking about unity, I want us to understand we're not talking about our great life connection alone. I hope we understand that. We're talking about all the body of Christ everywhere in the whole world. We want to pray for us to be united because that's the problem that we have as Christians this day is because we're not united as one body. And that is why you see so many people going on in the world that we lead today. Because if we are united, then all the things that are happening probably will not happen because there will be power to resolve it. Romans 12, 5. It says, so it is with Christ's body we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So we need each other. We need each other. Amen. Pastor said um, during his uh, preaching, he said unity is not the same as uniformity. It's not the same as uniformity, right? Because we need, in as much as we want to stay united together, the Bible is making us to understand we are, we are different parts. We have different purpose. So we are unique in our own different ways. But when we come together, then this, that's when the strength comes in. Amen. So with our own differences, then we'll come together as one body of Christ. And then the strength of God will come. Amen. Number two, I said because the world will see God's love when we are unified. The world is tired of hearing that Jesus Christ is love. They are tired. They want to see it. But if they can't see it, if we as, a, as one body, as one, a family of God, we are not a carrier of God's love, how would you go to somebody and tell them Jesus is love? It will tell you. They will point you back to the time that you've not shown the love that you said Jesus is. 
So they want to see it. They just don't want to hear it. They want us to begin to, to show them that Jesus is love, truly. Romans 15, 7, we read that earlier. It says, accept one another. Then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. So brothers and sisters, if you want to glorify God and you want to bring praise, you want the world to see that Jesus is love, we need to pray for unity. Amen. Jesus put it this way in John 13, 34. John 13, 34. It says, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. But these, everyone, by what? It didn't say by your doctrine. It didn't say by the, the, the work you do or the, 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 the service that you do in church. It says by this, which means by loving one another. We'll know, everyone will know, the whole world will know that you are my disciples. So until you start to show that love to each other, you start to love one another, then the whole world will not know that truly you are the disciple of God. If He says if you love one another. There is one description in the Bible that is being left to us this day from this message is to love one another. Love, like we prayed earlier, that love covers a multitude of sins. So love is a powerful word. And I pray that the love of God will be shared abroad in our hearts in Jesus' name. So number three. Number three, I said the reason why we need to pray for unity is because we can do more together when we are united or when we are unified than when we are apart. We can do so much. We can do infinitely more together when we are in unity than apart. Act 4, we've read that, so we're going to read it again. Act 4, 32 to 34 this time. It says, all that the believers were in one heart and one mind. No one claimed that any of their possession was their own. But they shared everything they had. With, a, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. 34, that there were no needy person among them. For from time to time, those who owned land and or houses sold them. They brought the money from the says, 35, and bring the money to apostles to give those that are in need. That is a crazy love. That is a crazy love. For somebody to sell their property and bring the money to the church to say, look, pastor, I give you this. Anyone you feel that is in need in our midst, just bless them. It is a crazy love. And that is not what we see being practiced in our days today. And this is what Jesus Christ is praying for. That we need to start doing all these things. It's not about us. 
it is not about us, it's about Jesus. And I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I pray the Lord Almighty will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm just going to read one more scripture and then I'll close and then we'll pray. Philippians 2, 1 to 5. It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in his spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility. Value each other above yourselves. And that is something that we don't see very often in our midst. We kind of think about ourselves before we think about others. So not looking to your own interest. It is not about you. It's not about your interest or your preference. Amen. But each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So that is the message for us today. And I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. You know, when I was preparing, it came to my mind that the things that are things that causes this unity in church. And those are the things that, Jesus, that God said he hates. He said he ate those things, and it is in the book of Proverbs. I think pastors talked about it before in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, um, can somebody remind me what passage? Proverbs 6, 6, 1 to 7, I think. Proverbs 6. It talks about the proud look. No, I think, no, it's 16. Yeah, please, let's just go through them. I've only got 10 more minutes, and then we can pray. 6.17, Proverbs 6.17. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> can we have it on the screen, please? Said there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haunting eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush, in, rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. I probably would prefer King James Version in this regard. It talks about people that sow discount. It says, and he that soweth discount among brethren. Amen. It, it, these are the things that God, you might think, okay, he said innocent blood, innocent, I mean, and that shed innocent blood. You might think to yourself that, Oh, where have I shed the blood before that I've not killed? But it says something in the book of Isaiah 15. 
it says, and when you spread your, your, your I mean, when you spread for, no, it's 1 John 3.15. 1 John 3.15. It says, anyone who hates his fellows is a murderer. Just hating your fellows alone. And these are the things that can cause disunity. Anyone, I just want to put that in there. So those things are things that are standing against the unity of the church today. So as we bow our heads, you know, earlier I said unity can only be found in the family of God. So if you're here this morning and you have not given your life, you're not part of that family. And you want to dedicate your life to be, to be accepted into that family of God. I want you to put your hands down with all head bowed, hands, hands up, sorry. I want you to put your hands up and put it down. If you want to give your life, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be part of that family. And the rest of us, I want us to pray. And ask God if there is any way that those things that God hates, that is bringing this unity in this church, in the body of Christ, amongst the family of God, that those things, if there's any traces of them in your life, I want you to just begin to speak to God today and ask God to just come and help you. That Lord, help me, oh God. Help me to, 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 to do things the way you want them to be done. Take away every of this filthiness, things that can cause disunity in your body. Father, take them away, oh God. I want us to pray this morning that Jesus Christ will make us today one. One in the church. One in, as in, in our family. One in the kingdom that we might complement each other and not compete with one another. Ask God this morning for the spirit of unity. Ask him to give you the power to empower us as a church to begin to pull down everything that wants to exalt itself above the knowledge of God in our lives. That wants to cause this unity. That wants to cause this cond. That Lord, we need you right now, oh God, to come and empower us, oh God. Father, empower us, oh God. Let the power begin to flow. Lord, as a result, of our unity, as a result of us being united, being unified together. Father, pour out your spirit the same way that your spirit was poured in the days of hold upon your apostles, upon the disciples. Father, Lord, we ask for the same spirit, Lord, this day, that Lord, pour out your spirit upon all flesh, upon every of your of, of your children, oh God, upon all the people that are called by your name. Father, we need your power to come upon us, oh God. Lord, we ask that there will be an outpouring of the oil, of the dew from heaven, of the blessings and of life. Father, we ask of this, oh God, upon the church. I want you to begin to pray for unity. Pray that God will unite us together. That it will bind us with one, in one accord. That it will bind us together with oneness, with his love, oh God. Father, Lord, let your love, oh God, be shed abroad in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we pray for your spirit. We pray for your power, oh God. We pray for your minds to be poured upon us as a church. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you, O God, for this day. We thank you for your power. I want us to just carry on, just speak to God. Speak to him in Jesus' name.